All right, podcast family, hang in there because this information moves so fast. And sometimes the CDC, ACOG, and SMFM just aren't on the same page. So in this podcast, we're going to cover the use of N95 respirator masks during the second stage of labor for all patients. Is that necessary? Do we have to do that? Or are surgical masks enough? Now here, there's a point of disagreement between ACOG, SMFM, and the CDC. We're going to review the CDC's stance on the use of masks and what kind of mask for the second stage of labor. We're also going to throw in ACOG's question about the need for some clarity about which masks are preferred. And we're going to wrap this up with a new, we're talking May of 2020, new MFM perspectives in the American Journal of OBGYN that has thrown a wrench in this whole thing. Let's get to it now. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practices because medicine moves fast. This is Clinical Pearls. Multiple societies and experts have weighed in on whether the second stage of labor warrants respirator masks, known as N95, or just plain surgical masks. The lack of clarity currently revolves around whether the second stage of labor should be considered an aerosol-generating event. ACOG, SMFM, and multiple other OBGYN societies have sent a specific letter to the CDC requesting clarification for N95 use in the second stage. Currently, according to the CDC, quote, based on limited data, forceful exhalation during the second stage of labor would not be expected to generate aerosols to the same extent as procedures more commonly considered to be aerosol generating like bronchoscopy, intubation, or open suctioning. Forceful exhalation during the second stage of labor is not considered by the CDC an aerosol-generating procedure for respirator mask prioritization during shortages over procedures much more likely to generate higher concentrations of infectious respiratory aerosols, end quote. Well, to make things more confusing, ACOG states on the website that, quote, COVID-19 infection is highly contagious and this must be taken into consideration when planning intrapartum care, end quote. But there's no specific recommendation for the use of N95 universally in labor and delivery at this point. Remember that ACOG has sent a letter to the CDC clarifying whether or not the second stage of labor is aerosol generating and if not, why it's considered not to be. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In May of 2020, the American Journal of OBGYN has clinical perspectives from MFM entitled Labor and Delivery Guidance for COVID-19. On page 3 of that PDF document, there's a new perspective about the aerosol-generating nature of the second stage of labor. In this manuscript, it states... 
quote, the second stage of labor is likely high risk for aerosolization and N95 masks should be used, end quote. Now, here's the issue here, because everybody knows that in patients under investigation or obviously confirmed COVID-19 cases, N95 is required. But because there tends to be a high rate of asymptomatic carriage in areas of high prevalence, the push is to either do universal screening of COVID-19 in labor and delivery patients or use N95 masks because of the prolonged time, especially of nursing personnel, potential exposure. Remember, under the new labor guidelines, a prima gravita with reassuring maternal fetal status and labor epidural could potentially have up to four hours of the second stage, although that one in itself is controversial also. So because of that prolonged exposure in a potential aerosolization procedure like the second stage of labor because of deep breathing and exhalation of the patient, this MFM clinical perspectives is calling for N95 masks in all patients at the second stage. In addition, an article written by the Division of Maternal Fetal Medicine at Columbia University was based on their lessons learned from situations encountered in their practice. Here's their quote. Obstetrical care providers are at particularly increased risk for occupational exposure because of long periods of interaction with patients during labor, multiple team members involved in patient care, and the unpredictable occurrence of sudden obstetrical emergencies with their potential for unanticipated intubations in women undergoing labor and delivery. Given this risk, and without universal rapid viral testing, we must acknowledge that every admission and delivery patient represents real risk for infection to our frontline healthcare workers. As such, ideal practice, if adequate supplies are able to be obtained, would involve universal PPE, including N95 masks, not only for the COVID-19 positive or patients under investigation, but for all patients in the second stage of labor, since it has risk of causing aerosolization of the virus. Surgical masks should also be provided for all team members on the inpatient service and for patients presenting to labor units and worn at all times. And that marks the end of their quote. Currently, there are several online petitions through Change.org calling for universal N95 mask use for second stage of labor for specific hospital systems. So something is happening and there is a movement going. But as of right now, ACOG has not made the strict recommendation to use N95 masks during the second stage, but is looking for clarity. But this new clinical perspectives in MFM from the Gray Journal, again from May of 2020, because of that one phrase in there, the second stage of labor should be considered an aerosol-generating procedure. That's thrown a kink in the whole thing. So what's the easiest thing to do? Well, the easiest thing to do is use a surgical mask. But what's probably the best thing to do based on the evolving data that may be that uncomfortable N95 mask during the second stage? Well, definitely something to think about, but that's why we're here to put forth the most current evidence-based recommendations, which is changing quick. So thanks for being part of our podcast family, and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.